Blog Talk Radio. Brothers and sisters, again, I want to thank you for tuning into the Possible Sound Network. Tonight, this is Brother Seth, and uh, I want to thank you for your time. Sorry about the little, little bit there, but uh, I definitely want to thank you for tuning in to the show tonight. Um, tonight, um, we're going to be talking about the book uh, that is the myths of white supremacy and our world's covert ruling religion. That's what's happening tonight, brothers and sisters. So I just want to again thank you for your time, and we're going to get down with this this topic, folks. We're going to really get into when I think it down, just mean get serious with this, okay? Uh, just get my mic here all together. So listen, brothers and sisters, again, I thank you for uh, stopping by, and um, just want to make sure we got everything here. Okay. Sorry about that, folks. It's just I'm I'm, I'm doing the show to, uh, by myself tonight, and it's a little complicated uh, when you when you just when you got all these things to do by yourself. So just bear with me. But folks, I am ready. I'm ready to talk about something that I've been talking about for many years, and 
It is something that not very easily uh, discussed among your peers. I'm going to say that. I um, had some um, uh, <laughs> a conversation with my pastor. I'm going to talk to you about that conversation. I thought it was very interesting. He put some things on my mind, and I put some things on his mind with regards to this topic. So I'm going to be talking about that tonight, brothers and sisters, what exactly transpired between Brother Seth and his pastor. So hopefully y'all can uh, get some information from that. Um, want to remind everybody, those who just been tuning into the show, to go ahead and follow us, follow the show. Um, bear with me, brothers and sisters. I gotta do one little thing here. Just give me one second, your brother said one second. Brothers and sisters, okay. What we're gonna do? We're gonna switch mics here. All right. I'm gonna use another mic here. Y'all, I just can't seem to get the, these mics together these days. So this is what's happening when you do, end up doing a, a show and you are the uh, moderator, the speaker, and everything. But folks, are, uh, like I was talking about before um, we got distracted. I definitely want to um, uh, talk about a conversation I had today with my um, pastor. I think y'all are going to find it very uh, a blessing to hear some of the things that we talked about, um, some of the things uh, we um, disagreed about, and uh, some of y'all think like my pastor. And some of y'all think like myself, and it's going to be interesting tonight to hear which angle you take on this topic of white supremacy. And just for the record, I want to go ahead and just give the working definition of white supremacy right away before we get into it, because I know we have some people listening from another particular blog, a Neely Fuller's group. Many of you may not know Neely Fuller, but he wrote the textbook for victims of white supremacy. And in his book, he goes into it really deep about how um, to relate to what he called white supremacy in our world. And, and Neely Fuller uh, pretty much is, 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 is making it out to be white people. And when they come at you with some okey-doke, with some white supremacy, he have uh, a code, a literal way and uh, answers to give to certain people when they come at you with what... Um, he describes, and what I really describe also is white supremacy. So his group is going to be listening tonight. And so I want to give my definition of what I believe white supremacy is. And it pretty much lines up with the dictionary, but I may throw a few things in that may not Webster didn't cover. So here we go. White supremacy is the way the Father gives it to me. And uh, I believe uh, the Holy Spirit uh, revealed it to me is a philosophy 
a set of beliefs that so-called white people is superior, uh, either in thought, speech, or action. Uh, Any type of beliefs that whites are superior in thought, speech, speech, and action is what I'm calling white supremacy. It's a philosophy, and anyone can believe the philosophy. You don't have to be white to be practicing white supremacy. When you do practice white supremacy, brothers and sisters, guess what? That make you a white supremacist. Why do we think my wife told me today she didn't think it was, uh, my wife and my pastor mentioned today that they don't think it was appropriate. Actually, it was my, my pastor said he didn't think it was a good thing to call white black people uh, white supremacists. Uh, you maybe if it's a white person and they're practicing it, you can call them it. But, but black people, he think a better phrase would be self-hate. Well, and my wife said it does sound kind of conf- uh, not confusing. She was just saying to tell a black person, and this is my wife talking now, it does make them feel a little bit uncomfortable because that phrase is normally associated with you know certain types of people. So, again, we're defining the white supremacy as the way it was given to me. And I'm just elaborating on that uh, definition I gave you all earlier. Brothers and sisters, this is very serious, this whole conversation. Please don't take it lightly. Please don't think I'm just some guy that's trying to got a beef with white people. Or This is idolatry. This is something that would choke the very life out of all of us and is choking the very life out of all of us on all sides. But my wife was saying that it just sounds weird to call a black person that. But I have a question for you. If a person is practicing, if a so-called black person is doing the same behavior, uh, thoughts, speech, action, as our so-called white brother and sister, why do we feel it's appropriate to call our white brothers and sisters a white supremacist, but for our black brothers and sisters, there's some other name to call it, some other phrase to call it, some other title to call it, call this person. Folks, if you're practicing it, that make you a white supremacist. So I will not back off, uh, although I do respect my pastor, Brother uh, uh, Kenneth Johnson, and Well a Refuge, and what the Father is doing through him in that church there on the east side of Fort Worth. Um, and while I definitely respect my wife of 29 years of marriage, but I will continue to associate so-called black people with the term white supremacy because, again, if they practice it, if a human being or a person or a vessel or whatever you want to call us as these humans are practicing a particular set of beliefs that make us all the same, okay? And while I'm throwing out the phrase white supremacy, let me just also say the other side of that coin, if white is superior, what is it superior to? So if something is superior, it, it has to take its definition from something else that's inferior. 
So the other side of the coin is black inferiority. Black inferiority, white supremacy. A lot of people never say the word white supremacy, white, or the phrase white superior. They never think those thoughts. They never ever think of those words, those phrases, or whatever you want to call it. They never say that. However, they are saying things that would uh, give the message that blacks are inferior. If they are speaking and saying blacks are inferior, that is the same coin. You never have to be a part of whites. You never have to live in a country where whites are at. If you're acting in a way that blacks are inferior, you're teaching that or you're acting that out or you, your body language is saying or you're implying it in any way, you're preaching white supremacy because how can a, a, a continent, a world really, full of dark-skinned people ever think to put down dark skin when everybody at one point was dark-skinned? The only reason people would ever look down on dark skin, I'm talking about even brown, brown-skinned people, they would have to have heard the doctrine of white supremacy because the whole earth was brown at one point. The whole earth. So anybody hating on skin color, dark skin, has to have gotten that philosophy from the lives and myths of white supremacy. Think about it, brothers and sisters. So a lot of people are not so much singing and waving the white supremacist flags, per se, but they are preaching and saying and behaving in a way that says black or inferior. Again, it's the same philosophy. It has its same roots in these lives, these myths, these teachings, this philosophy we call white supremacy. So again, I want to thank you for tuning into the Five Swim Song Network. That is the working definition we'll be using tonight. Folks, I'm going to be joined also by tonight by our co-host, Brother Kenwin Castleberry, here in a second. But I just want to just, again, thank you for your time. Folks, follow us. I say it every show, but I mean it. Please follow us. Uh, and you'll get uh, direct information on what we're doing next before a lot of other people do that don't follow us. So follow the shows. Follow the shows. Also, cut and paste the address of the show if it blesses you, if the truth that you hear make you free, like it has made many of us free. If it makes you free and you're blessed by it, simply share it with a friend by copying the address and pasting it as a message and just send it to your friends, all right? Uh, also, I keep forgetting every show to remind everybody we have over 500 shows, and uh, you can just simply, the best way to get to those shows is to Google Simply Google Fosmus on Blog Talk Radio, and you'll get probably over 100 titles, 100 topics we talk about. We talk about mostly five smooth stones or five topics uh, but we that I got, really. I got those five topics from five answers uh, when I asked the most high five serious questions, heart-wrenching questions I had, life-defining questions I had, uh, after getting frustrated with going to a particular convention with a lot of our white brothers and sisters, got frustrated with them and uh, asked the Father five questions. He gave me five answers, those five answers, 
pretty much generated five topics that we call the five smooth stones. So we don't just talk about those five topics. We talk about any and everything pretty much if it's affecting you and your family. We're talking about it right here on the Five Smooth Stone Network. I'm going to go straight to our, the phone line and bring on our co-host, Brother Kenwin Castleberry, all the way in Tyler, Texas. But before I bring him on, I just want to... I'm, I'm trying to get into a habit of, of remembering this is the Internet and that we have people listening all over the world. So let me do this. Let me do this real quick. Bear with me. Give me a little music going on here. Get our uh, anthem is what I call it. Uh, well, I just want to just say hello to our brothers and sisters listening. Uh I think it's some like uh, 30 countries. Uh, yeah, we're, we're in about we're in more than 30 countries, but I know for sure we have listeners. I, I say it like this. Let me rephrase that. We got a report from Blog Talk where we it literally listed the names of the various countries where people are listening, and we counted over 30. And some of these listeners are, I believe, Israelites scattered throughout the world you know the father said that if Israel was to disobey he would scatter the true Jews of the Bible throughout the four corners you already know that I'm sure if you attend anybody's church Israel has been scattered and why everybody thinks that they have returned home we don't know about that because the Bible does say they would come from all four corners and they didn't do that so we don't believe the great return is upon us yet but I do want to acknowledge those listening uh, in those various countries to us, if they are indeed out there. We don't know who these people are listening in these other countries. So if you're not an Israelite and you're listening, we also welcome you and thank you for your time as well. And hopefully we'll say something that will encourage you, that will uh, enlighten you, that would uh, 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 hopefully will impart some type of truth that will make you free. When I say we, I'm not just talking about myself, but I'm talking about Brother Kenwin, uh, Cassidy is going to be joining me here shortly, as well as the callers that may chime in tonight. Anything you hear over this network, I'm, I hope and pray that it will be a blessing to you and yours. Uh, and I mean it, I mean it, I mean it. And if you have any questions or comments about the show, uh, please email me at I'm the founder of the Fossil Stone uh, Network, and I'm Brother Seth Turner. My email is Seth, S in Sierra, or S in Sally. S-E-T-H dot M as in Mary dot Turner, uh, T-U-R-N-E-R at Gmail. All right, Brother Kenwin, I'm going to go ahead and open up your line, Brother. Eric code 903279. Uh, brother, your line is now open. I want to say welcome back uh, to the co-host chair. How are you doing? And say hello to the people. Hey, 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 shalom, shalom, everybody. Good to be back. Um, ready to sit down and, and absorb this knowledge you're about to spit out there, Brother Phil. Well, I appreciate that. I'm glad I got somebody else on the line. Brother Kim, I want to take a quick little second because I'm holding the phone to my ear, and I, and I bought, as you know, you one of the people that know I bought a headset. And I want to try to put this on, so just I want you to tell me if you can hear me in, like, the next 10 seconds here. Can you mind? Uh doing a, uh, a mic check real quick for me yeah sure okay so i'm gonna i'm gonna let go this mic all right 
And then we got another mic up, okay? I'm gonna hang this one up. All right. Can you hear me? Yeah, uh, kind of sound like you're in a jar. <laughs> okay, oh, I can barely hear you on that part there. How about right now? Right now? Right now? Oh, oh yeah, you're loud and clear, man. Loud and proud. Okay, I don't know why that didn't happen the first time I did that, but that's okay. We got this squared up because see, it's so much nice to have this uh, hands-free mic versus me holding the phone. So anyway, uh, again, brothers and sisters, thank you for your time tonight, brother Kenwin. Um, did you hear me sharing at all? You have any comments on what I've said so far? I've said a little bit, didn't go too deep into anything. But did you have any comments on me, either what I've just said or either last show before we get into this uh, the meat of things here? Okay, well, I just tuned in at the latter parts of uh, your opening, and uh, I I also agree uh, with you on that, man. Uh, there's no disagreement so far, man. Um, well, I, 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 you know, welcome everybody uh, from all different shades and nationalities. Um, that's one of the unique things and I like about the show. Um, and as far as... Uh, there is a light part, but I, I know you was talking about how the love and, and white supremacy and, and practicing it. Um, that right there, I'm just like the listeners here. I just want to sit down and absorb uh, all that you put out on that, man. And because, uh, as you know, I'm, I, hey, man, I, I'm just a man. I'm, I, I'm trying to learn things myself, man. I do not know it all. But uh, as far as everybody that's scattered around the world, shalom, shalom, family. Tune in, call in. I love to hear your voices. And the ones who are not Israelites, we're not hearing y'all voices neither. Uh, so, yeah, man, uh, that's all I got to say on that, there, sir. Yes, yes, yes. Well, listen, uh, tonight I want to talk about our, um, um, a, a pastor friend of mine. Well, he is my pastor, rather. Um, uh, Brother John Burr was doing 15 things here one time. I want to talk about Brother Kenneth Johnson, my pastor, okay? Um, we had a conversation, and I I want to talk about uh, it from um, the very beginning. And I want to talk about why it is the term white supremacy rattles so many people. Uh, no Troy, he's probably listening. He listened to a lot of our shows. He was on last show, white so-called white friend of mine. But Troy has problems with the term white supremacy. It ain't just because he's white. A lot of people have trouble with me saying blacks can be white supremacists. And uh, my wife even said she don't know if it's wise to say a black person uh well, let me just talk my pastor. He was saying that uh, he didn't know if it was appropriate to say black people can be a white supremacist because they're black. 
Now, a white person being a white, acting out, again, in thought, speech, and action, uh, the philosophies, the lies that whites are superior in any remote way, uh, you can call them a white supremacist. But as far as a black person, it's more like self-hate, he was saying. My wife was saying, yeah, it does seem a little weird to say to a black person they, uh, they're white supremacists. They may, you know, they may be put off by that. But I was saying this earlier, Brother Kenwin, and I'm going to say this to you because, again, I don't think you heard this, and it bears repeating again. Uh, so those of you that missed it, here we go. Here we go. I was saying that there are so-called dark-skinned people that believe or that believe in, you know, uh, as far as thoughts, they're acting out via thoughts, speech, or action. These lies, they either think it or they speak it or they act out in some way that whites are superior. Now, when they do it, we don't want to call them white supremacists because they're black, so-called black. But when a white person do it, I mean, they're going to be acting out in the very same way, saying something that would say blacks are not as blah, blah, blah as whites, or America is superior to other nations, or something they're saying giving white males more props than what they actually do. Some kind of way we call, we think that person is white supremacist and, and others are not. And, and by the way, brothers and sisters, I, as the creator of the Five Zone Network and definitely the author of this show that I do the most talking on, I'm not just talking about a problem just to make people feel bad and try to put some guilt trip on people and try to convince people they are something that they're not. This is serious. White supremacy is a very destructive phenomenon in our, if I can use that word, in our social construct. It's evil. It demoralizes people. It causes great people to act sub- it, it causes people that have the potential to do great things to just do mediocre things. It causes people that are beautiful to feel ugly. It causes people to, to, that are smart to feel dumb. It, it, it hides true accomplishments that the world needs to know about. It steals from the great people of the world and and, and it gives to people that may not be entitled. It's a thief. It's a deceiver. I'm talking about these lies, these philosophies, that whites are superior in any remote way, any tiny way. In thought, someone thinking this, someone saying it in any kind of way, or someone acting out in a certain way that says they are whites are superior. Black man looking down at the ground when a white man walked by or stumbling over his words, intimidated by so-called whites because he feel like they're smarter 
any kind of behavior like this is evil, folks. So what I do on this show, I don't just expose the behaviors. What I try to do is go into solutions, correcting the lies that they're smarter, they're greater, they're better, they're this, America's number one. And I try to go and correct the lies one at a time because every lie we correct, the more we get the truth out there and we believe the truth will make you free. So I'm not just on here talking about white people and dogging out white people, dogging out black people that's acting us out. This show, this network is very, very serious. We try to line up scriptures for the solutions. We don't always see chapter and verse. But we try to talk about what the Most High have said about different things we bring up on this show. No matter what day you listen to, be it a Sunday when I'm talking about my book, or on Mondays when we're talking about uh, current events, or on Thursdays, these are new shows where we where it's just an open forum. So, brothers and sisters, don't think that I'm just sitting here wasting time just talking about the white man or just talking about white supremacy. White supremacy is a global mind-controlling, spirit-controlling system. It suffocates people's relationship with the father. It causes, it, it, it drives a wedge between mother and daughter and father and son and girlfriends, boyfriends. It makes people feel ugly that are pretty. It makes people uh, feel, uh, makes certain white pe- people feel like they're better than everybody else in certain areas. And whites, because they benefit, you would think that, you know, it would just make you want to just get upset. But they're innocent. A lot of white people are innocent of 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 causing this, benefit from it. And if you benefited from it, you probably wouldn't step away from the benefits either. So let's be careful how we demonize white people. If you woke up tomorrow and you was white, brothers and sisters, you dark-skinned brothers and sisters, and you got these benefits overnight, you're not going to turn down probably one of those benefits. So why would you think white people going to turn down? Most whites are innocent of creating white supremacy. They're just born into a system that that gives them privilege. See, what I'm trying to do with this show, brothers and sisters, I'm trying to demonize demons only, not people. I don't believe the white man created white supremacy. I don't believe that. And if it is, what white man? It's a very old philosophy. And I think it comes straight from the heart of Satan. And I think whites benefit. And that benefit is driving a wedge between them and so-called non-white people. There's a jealousy we have looking at them entitled to things that are not supposed to be theirs. And they don't have the carrot to allow them to walk away from some of these benefits that really is not theirs. But who blamed them? If it was you, would you walk away? So a lot of people practicing white supremacy on both sides, whites and blacks, are really innocent. They just don't know. It's just a system we're born in. Brother Kim, with any words on what I just said before I feel further? Uh, well, brother, um... 
I am under the understanding of Hebrew is, Israelites, and I'm not going to say they preach hate. However, they see things differently from what you uh, put out. So I'm coming from a, a different perspective and understanding, but most of all, I just kind of want to sit and listen to what you got to say, man, and try to take in what you're putting down, brother. You know what I'm saying? I don't want to come from a place of hate because I, I do, you know, I do uh, care about the average person. You know what I'm saying? Um, so with that being said, I just need to learn a little bit about them, I guess, and just absorb it all in. Um you just mentioned um, how they're innocent. Uh, I just, I just want you to elaborate more about that because, uh, well, like I said, I, it's, it's, it's a lot. It's a lot. Okay. Well, let's talk about that. First of all, I can tell, and I'm gonna go out on a limb and say something about you. What I and I hope you don't take it the wrong way. It, it, you can't take it the wrong way. It's just people hear you, and people are not stupid. They hear you, and you're not stupid. None of them, me, I'm not stupid. People hear you, and they can tell you don't interact with white people on a personal level much. Let me tell you why I say that. Because you will know that there's some white people that don't give a flute about no people by no white people being no minority in 40 years or whenever it is they don't care they love black people and if the baby come out black they don't care and when they, you do show them their ways or they have racist ways they say I'm sorry I didn't know that if you had that encounter with over I'd say 80 people you wouldn't be saying the things you're saying so I don't know where you live. or I know you say you got whites in your family, but that don't mean anything just because they're in your family. But you, do you have these kinds of conversations? Because if you do, there's no way in the world you'd be saying all white people, like we've said in the past, because we're building, I'm talking about previous shows, you know, and because you wouldn't be mad at all of them because some of them you would see the love in their heart. You would see it. You know, you would know it when you feel it, and you would know they, 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 they're a different breed. And you would make no comment about bringing harm to them. I know you say you're speaking out of anger. Though, but I understand that. I understand it, and, and that's very normal. And you're not too far from me or anybody else. We've all done that. But, Brother Ken, what I can tell by words you say, a different way you phrase stuff, you're not having those conversations. A lot of black so-called black people are not. So what happens is we're on one side saying all of them, them, they, 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 they on the other side not having those conversations with us. Because if they hear the conversation with us, they'll know that all those lies they've been hearing about us, it's just a bunch of lies. It's just stupid lies. Somebody talking, it makes mostly Fox News, and they okay. will be like, no, that ain't black folks. That's not black folks. No, that's not the black folks I know. No, they're not lazy. No, they're not. No, they don't tap their neighborhoods. Who said that? They don't tap their neighborhoods. There's only certain kinds of blacks that do that. Those that's got that free welfare stuff, free entitlement. No, that's not true. Who okay. said they're they not clean? Who said they're not educated? A lot of whites would be, and that's what that's 
that's been my experience because I've gone to church with him. I had these conversations gotcha. with him. And if you knew that, you wouldn't be up here saying it's hard. To, every time I say all and I slip and say all, if I, if I do say all because sometimes I get emotional, and I do what you did, I'll say all. But then I'll be thinking about those few that, that, that looked at me in my eye and they can't stand racism. They can't stand the Klan. I think about that fight on Cincinnati Fountain Square between the white supremacists and the uh, non-white supremacist whites. They were not playing play fighting. They was trying to hurt each other. And I think about okay. all these the white people that's having black babies. That don't mean that they not they can't be still full of some white supremacy. But to have a black baby is pretty serious. That you are not trying to worry about you being annihilated forty years. Go ahead. Well, I wanted to clarify my position because I never, uh, I don't believe I ever said anything about doing harm to anybody. You um, said I to suffer. All of them. Huh? You said I want them to suffer. All of them. Oh, not them. by my hand. I was talking about judgment from my God. I wasn't okay. talking about from my hand. All right? Okay. So that wasn't me saying I'm going to okay. do harm to anybody. Just wanted to clarify you. that with you. I don't know if you got that part or... Anyway. No, uh, you but did. My, you, my you're, right. you're right. You're right. You did say you, you want to see them suffer. Uh, suffer as in revenge. Uh, what we went through, I'm saying I want them to go through it as well. Uh, that's right. in the Bible, Right. Right. So what I was speaking is from it's a biblical term. It's not in the Bible term. they're going to go through what, what we're going to go through. It, don't say, it says they're going to be our servants. Being okay, our servants, moving along. Going through, no, 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 no. This is very important, Brother Kenwin. To go through what we went through, all the rapes and the breaking up of the families and the tar and feathers and the babies being given the alligators, the people say it wasn't true. I believe it was true. I think there was some... I think when you think people are not human like they thought we was, and you do all kinds of stuff to them. So, no, the Bible don't say all that craziness where they took it overboard. He didn't say we would do that to them. No, he didn't say that. He just said they would be our servant. Okay. All right. We can leave it right there. That's fine. All right. So, all I'm trying anyway. To say, go ahead. Go, okay. go ahead. Go ahead. All right. So, yeah. Like I said, um, I uh, I'm a lot younger, younger than you are. Um, you know, about a good twenty years. So um, I'd like to think I met quite a few uh, people of other nationalities than me, uh, same as you. Interacted with them. Uh, they come off not as hatred. Uh, I met a lot of good people in my lifetime so far. Um, like I said, I don't hate them. Uh, it's just, uh, my people are the, okay. What's up now? I just want to say, I'm not saying you haven't met white people, good white people, had conversations. That's not what I'm saying. I'm saying you sound like a lot of, of us that don't have those kinds of conversation with them. And you sound like some of us that are not really around them to see 
how they really feel, not just some surfacey employee coworker kind of stuff. I'm talking about really hearing them dog out the races and and, and they get passionate about watching our boys get shot. You, you, you're not around that because you act like you act like they're not. They don't exist. You we have a, we have a, a, a history. You and I. You said a lot of comments over the time, and it just sounds like you're doing what they're doing. They over there saying they ain't this, they ain't that, and they don't really know us. They just work with us and go home. And of course, we have good relationships, and they'll say we're nice too. But they don't have the kinds of relationship. They're doing what you're doing. Everybody don't do what brother Seth do. I'm not smarter than you or nothing like that. It's just that I make it my business to be nosy and find out why, 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 why do you hate us? Why do you make those comments? Why do you not want to be with us? Why do you think? Because it's just some I do. So this is how I know I can never say all them. I can never, I don't care how mad I get. I have to think about those whites that looked at me eyeball to eyeball and say, this shit ain't right. And they serious, they were serious. Excuse me for talking profanity. I try not to use it on the show, but I just want you all to feel what I'm saying. You're not having those conversations, bro. If you was, you would not be slipping up saying certain things. I do not want all white people to feel the pain I felt. I don't want that. i tell you who I do want to feel it. Those that are wicked, that do not want to change. I'm like the father on that. I don't just want them to pay. Anybody black bent on being wicked, I want them to pay. I'm serious. I'm not saying because somebody black and they my so-called Israelite brother that I don't want them to go through nothing. If the white man, yeah, he go through. No, I ain't on that, man, at all. Because these black folks will take your life and kill your family and you'll shoot your mom in the head. And if you think I'm trying to want them to have the blessings of God in their foolishness, if they don't want to change, you got another thought coming. The wicked... There's a reason there's something called judgment. It's reserved for wicked people, not white people, wicked people. And if that fits white people, so be it. Go get it. Get your wickedness. Get your judgment, white people, if that's you. But if you're the righteous, I don't want to hear your hair touch. I really don't want to hear the wicked touch, but I can't help but know that they're going to be touched because they're wicked. I'm not wishing nobody get none. That's the whole Most High's job. I just wish they leave me alone. My job is to pray for the salvation of everybody. Anybody wicked, Most High going to get them. Let me just rephrase and say it like that. But if you say to me, Seth, who do you want to suffer, the righteousness or the wicked? I would probably say neither, but if, if you're gonna be righteous and you bent on, I mean, you're gonna be wicked and you bent on being wicked and you're not gonna change. You need that wrath, but it ain't mine to give. Or to want to give to you, I'm supposed to love you, even the wicked. Bible say, do good to them that despitefully use you, not wish evil on them. So you're supposed to say, God, you repay. I'm gonna love this person. I'm gonna tell them what's right. Now, if they come in my house unannounced in the middle of the night trying to do harm to my family, I'm supposed to put a bullet right in their head or a knife in their head or something. I'm supposed to bring them harm. I'm not stupid with this. 
But I'm saying we, we're the love people. We're supposed to be loving people, trying to bring life to people, even when they bring in darkness to us. We ain't supposed to be getting on God, doing God's job, trying to hope and wish they, you know, I just want them to leave me alone. That's, that's, the, that's what I want for the wicked. Leave me alone. Leave the righteous alone. Quit killing our boys. Quit practicing racing. But I, I, don't, want, I don't wish no harm on nobody. I wish the most high get with them. Now, if that sounds like you, then we're on the same page. Comment, please, brother. I know I'm saying a lot here. Yeah. Uh, sound like uh, uh, we uh, got the same objective, but we got two different paths in getting there, brother. So, uh, but uh, I, I don't know what's exactly happening, really. But I, I'm thinking that you got more of a, Christian type of perspective on things, and I'm looking at the what's to come biblical. Um, well, let's talk about that. Let's talk from about a Hebrew that. Israelite perspective. We can we can lose the term Hebrew Israelite. You don't have to say that. You can keep saying if you want to, but you don't have to say that because I'm a Hebrew Israelite. And when yeah, I read, I know. When I read the scriptures, I'm just trying to obey. The same God you are. So you saying you come from a Hebrew Israelite perspective, it don't mean I'm not. So we can lose that term if well, you want to, because we both well, well, is Hebrew Israelites, and everybody Hebrew Israelite don't agree with you. Just for the record, or the young people, or whoever you, whatever group you with, because there's a lot of people that do that disagree with both of us, and they Hebrew Israelite. That's some Hebrew Israelites that don't even know they Hebrew Israelites, and they atheists. So it's a blood thing to be Hebrew Israelite. It's, it's in our DNA. Now, of course, there is a spiritual Jew, and I think we're that too. But my point is this. My point well, is this. I didn't get my words out, but okay. I'm sorry. No, no, no. I apologize. You know, when we have these blogs, I can't see when you, I can't always hear when you come to a pause. So go ahead and finish. I'll wait. All right. Well, being that you had already kind of made those details, let me clarify then. Uh, the Hebrew Israelites, that uh, one that want to carry the law, bring back the law and the history of the Hebrews, uh, our journey in getting to this position, and we're looking at the uh, prophetic uh, future of the Hebrew Israelites and going back to the homeland. And when you tally all that together, you will see that we, this was a punishment um while we're scattered around okay and then and we was punished uh in the land of not our friends but people who despised us okay um the bible terms it as enemies all right but after being with them so long we got to see a different side of them and then when i compare that to a christianity uh, perspective, um, they're, they got a different approach on how they're doing it. So I was basically comparing Christianity uh, to Hebrewism. Like, even though we both uh, believe in Christ, we got a two different outlooks of Scripture. All right? And so, therefore, I was kind of pointing that part out. Not going into detail, saying how you're not an Israelite or anything like that. I wasn't trying to take it there. Uh, but I was just 
fading uh, from the Hebrew Israelites as we know it today. The the young guys with the fringes and and uh, uh, that's uh, uh, coming up to these churches here recently. We see on the news uh, from those perspectives and the Christianity perspectives how they view scripture, and it's, and there's a difference there, and and it's really just those two differences is what I'm talking about. I wasn't really trying to go that deep and break it down like that. Go ahead, sir. Let me ask you a question. So-called white people that are born again, really born again of the spirit, is that your brother? Uh Uh-huh. Is that your brother and sister in Christ? Well, yeah, technically, yes. Okay. If if they're your brother and sisters in Christ, that means you're in Christ yourself, right? Uh, we're the body of Christ. Right. In the body of Christ, there is either neither Jew nor Greek, male nor female. Our identity is hid. Our identity is hid. We become one. We're one body. That's why we call each other brother so-and-so, sister so-and-so. So either we're related by spirit or not. If we are in the same body, there's no such thing as Jew, nor Greek, male, nor female. The reason why... Yeah, that's a why, Christianity. Hold on, hold on, hold on, because this is your Bible. Now, if we're going to start throwing out the Bible, let me know, and then we have to start finding out well, what, are we, what's gonna, what are we going to go by. But hear me out. Hear me out, please. In the book of Acts, and I don't think Apostle Paul wrote book of Acts, it talks about a man named Cornelius having a vision. And when the father was letting him make it known, there was no difference between the Jew nor the Gentile. That's when he talked about this new birth. If we're new, we're new. If he say old things have passed away, what old things passed away? If we've really passed away, why are we trying to use it now if it's passed away? Our new, I, I knew our old things have passed away. Behold, all things are new. That's talking about our identity. Now, the reason why I talk about Hebrew Israelite and we're Israelite and, and facing the East and honoring Solomon and, and Shabbat Shalom and all this is to let people know this is who we are according to the flesh. This is why we're in America. And I also say, if well, we the Israelites, who you think are the people that's ruling over us? This is the people that the Most High called to rule over us. But now that Christ has come, we can't keep holding them in that. We have to see them in the Spirit if they are indeed in the Spirit. If they're not, they're not. But if we're one family, we're the one family or we're not. So you can call it Christianity or whatever you want to call it, but it's your Bible. It is your Bible. 
you can't, you, you can't, you take all the Pauline epistles and you can put them aside, which I would strongly recommend you not do, and I still can prove the point. We are new creature in Christ. So, yes, we talk about the Hebrew. Yes, we talk about being Israel. But that's only to understand America and the past. We look backwards. We need this information for backwards. And we also need it because the Father said he's going to do a new work with Israel. And like you say, there's going to be a remnant of her returning. But it's only because it talks about her heart being circumcised into a spiritual Jew. So even the remnant he's going to use, it ain't going to, going to be using a remnant because they're just natural Israel. He's using a remnant of Israel because their hearts are circumcised and they just so happen to be Jews. So he can tell Abraham, Abraham, you see, I didn't destroy you. I told you I wouldn't destroy you, all of your seed because I have a covenant, an everlasting covenant. So you see I'm not destroying all your people. Some of them I'm going to bring back to land from all four corners. Israel going to be a nation. I'm going to do a work with them. But it's because of the spiritual aspect of them too, not just because they're natural Israel. So I said all that to say you can call that Christianity, you can call that whatever, but... Brother, if you believe in the new birth, that is where we're at spiritually, our identity, and all of our stock should be placed in our spiritual identity, not in the flesh. And that brings me also to the law. Same thing. If you can obey the law and not offend the Father by seeking him in your spirit and, and to please him in your heart, then you are fulfilling the righteousness that the law brings by standing here, standing there, wearing this, wearing that, facing this way, facing that way, doing it. Because the whole purpose of those laws were to get these people to quit doing things that shorten their life and quit doing things that offend the Father. So if you love your neighbor with all your heart, excuse me, if you love the Father with all your heart, so mind, and you love your neighbor, you're not going to do none of them 613 laws. You're not going to break down one of them. You're not going to break down one of them. You're not going to break down one of them. If you really, really genuinely walk in the love you have for the Father, 24 hours a day, seven days a week. Now, I'm talking like I got it all together. I'm talking like I'm some model Christian. I'm not. But I'll tell you one thing. This revelation right here, I'll go to my grave saying it. If you love the Father with all your heart, soul, mind, and body, and your neighbor is yourself, you will not offend in 613 laws. You don't have to walk around and be trying to figure out what am I supposed to wear because you're going to know what to wear. It's going to be in your heart. He's going to write that law in your heart. It's already there. He's going to reveal it to you. Because if you love the Lord with all your heart, mind, soul, and body, you're going to be able to hear him because you're going to be spending a lot of time with the Father. So you won't be confused like a lot of us. I'm not saying I don't walk. I'm just saying so many believers, they can't hear the Father because they don't love him with all their heart, soul, mind, and body. So they can't hear so they're in the flesh, in the flesh, in the flesh. That's why they have all these problems. That's why you got to have laws. The law is for the lawless. It's for people that can't hear. They can't hear the Spirit, 
So they need stuff wrote down to remind them, don't do this, don't do that. But those that hear the Father, they can hear the Spirit say, don't wear that. Don't go there. Don't say that. You just said that to her, go back and apologize. The law ain't going to tell you that necessarily. But the Holy Spirit said, go back. And they'll tell you what to say specifically to the person. law ain't going to give you that. Law's diet is the bomb. The law, the diet that the Israelite has was is, was something else. It was nice, but it don't it don't break down our our food in 2022. So you're gonna have to have the spirit to break down certain things. The spirit is 99 billion times more stronger and purer and cleaner than the law, because it's gonna show you the heart of the Father. So why would somebody want to walk around with 613 laws, trying to keep up with them, trying to remember, when if you can just get your heart right and listen to the Father, His Spirit, that Ruach HaKadosh, is going to lead you. Sometimes I just wonder, do people even believe that? I think they just say it. I don't think they believe that the Spirit is rolling, it's inside of them. Because if they did, they wouldn't be careful. The law, this is what I don't understand. I don't understand this right here. And this is where I'm a limit, where I'm where I'm a student. I don't understand why people can't understand that our forefathers did not, could not keep the law. It's like did they miss the class? Did they understand what the what was said in the Psalms? Your righteousness is as filthy rags? Did they not hear the Most High rebuke them because they was coming to him keeping the Shabbat? And he said, I, don't, I, I, I do away with all that. I don't, I don't, why are you bringing these feast days to me? Because their heart wasn't right. Or did they miss that in the Old Testament? Did they miss that? Did they miss, are they understanding why he was mad and didn't want the, he literally said, I, I do away with that. I don't want to hear that. It don't mean forever, but he was just saying, your heart ain't right. I don't understand why people can't see that. That scares me. It's a spirit, man. It's about the heart and the spirit. It's the spirit the Messiah came talking about. And the heart, not a bunch of laws. Not that I'm knocking the law, but it's not the... Again, what does the scripture mean when it say the law is for the lawless? This is what I mean by you can't skip over scripture, not you per se, but these folks that say, well, yeah, I know it's said that, but, but, let, but let's go over here, let's go over there, turn over to, no, no, no. What did the scripture mean when it said the law is for the lawless? Well, yeah, I know what you're saying, brother, but let's go on past. No, what did the scripture mean when it say the law is for the lawless? It's those people that's lawless. It's like a relationship, I said the last time on the show when this came up. If you have a girlfriend and you, you've you been with her for a while and you got a list of things she liked, wrote down, and then somebody else has a girlfriend and maybe it was the same girl before you had them and they didn't have no wrote down, but they could tell you what she liked and what she did like and what she did like. Which one do you think really know them? Know the girl, the guy with a bunch of laws wrote down all around his, you know, he walking around with a with a notepad with, with his girl like, or the one that 
this dude that don't have a notepad can literally invent stuff she like because she like doing stuff in the cool of the day. But the one with the notepad got it right down. She like walking the cool of the day. She like playing volleyball in the cool of the day. She like swimming in the cool of the day. He got it right down all this. But the one that understands she like doing anything long as it's in the cool of the day, he going to be able to come up with way more things to please the girl than this other guy. That's how I look at people with the law. Bro, it's more than 613 laws. This is 2022. This is a whole new different culture. Whole, there's all kinds of things the Father don't want us to do. Eat, say, think, wear. And the scriptures don't cover it in the law. But if you love the Lord with all our heart, our soul, our mind, and love the neighbors ourselves, you're not going to offend the Father. I've said a lot. Please comment. Uh well, I mean, I, I I don't subscribe to Christianity understanding of Scripture. Uh, so, but okay, hold on, hold on, I'm hold just going to disagree hold on. with. Okay, all right. Hold on. Let's let's do this. Let's do this. Let's do this. Number one, it's kind of condescending. I know you don't mean it to be, but you're trying to brand me as Christian, and I don't like that because. Well, I got to say this, man. You done gave this three-minute spiel about the law when that's what I'm about, all right? Uh, so I'm not trying to retaliate to talk about that. I don't know I want to hear about this white supremacy, man. I understand you don't feel the law. I get it. I get it. I get it. I get it. I mean, are you talking to the audience? Are you talking to me? I mean, I believe in the law. You don't. I get it. We're different. I get it. Brother Kenwin, I hear you, and I apologize if it seemed like the reason why people are listening. And you might say, well, the show's about white supremacy. We can't talk about white supremacy. You're right. But people are listening nevertheless. And you're a very intelligent person. And in the way you say Christianity, it's like you're putting in a negative slant. And it's almost like you're putting that on me, and I don't know that I wear Christianity like that. Because there's some things in Christianity I vehemently disagree. One of them is the term Christianity. I quit saying that a long time ago, probably 1993. I'm a believer. I'm a Hebrew Israelite. Now, if I walk with somebody they don't know nothing, they just, just don't know nothing, I might say I'm a Christian because they'll quickly identify with that. But I'm not of Christ so much as I am of Yah. I'm of Yah, and I follow Christ's example. Christian was given to by their enemy. Christianity is is what... A, Roman Catholic, you already know what they did to that. So I don't really identify with that. I'm just trying to go with the scriptures. I'm a Hebrew Israelite by bloodline, and I'm trying to obey the scriptures. So having said that, we can switch gear. Uh, I was addressing you. You're right. I was talking to you per se, but at the same time I was talking to the listeners because a lot of them tuned to this show are Hebrew Israelites, and, and a lot of them think exactly like what you're saying. I wanted to put that thought on their minds. But I will go back to the pastor. I was uh, talking to him and my wife earlier, 
and uh, I was trying to share with him the danger, the flat-out danger of this evil, I think one of the most evil things that have hit the earth's surface since Satan, really, and that is this philosophy of white supremacy. You see, brothers and sisters, white, so-called whites, are like 9% of the world's population. And so just being white and going into certain environments where they don't see a lot of white people, it's easy to sell white supremacy because a lot of our white brothers and sisters look so different. And, you know, when those albinos pop out in Tanzania, they're doing some weird things to those people. They're doing some weird things to the people, the albinos in Tanzania, which is just pretty much just turning out white people, white-skinned people, blonde hair, blue eyes. They are cutting off limbs. Why are they treating them like that? Because they are thinking they have some extra powers already before they even say anything about being superior. They cut off their limbs, and the U.N. had to get involved because it was a, it's a big deal. Tanzania got more albinos than anywhere in the world. And these people was doing stuff, cutting limbs and offering them up for sacrifice because they felt like they were some type of way superior. That's the truth, brothers and sisters. So if those people could turn around and talk to them and say, we are superior, so creating the doctrines and some of the things that a lot of our white brothers and sisters do, it's no wonder why a lot of the world believe them because they are so different looking. So I, w- I was sharing with my pastor, uh, and, and, and uh, not so much of that, but just why do we have such a problem saying the term white supremacy? Y'all bear with me jumping around a little bit. But I I, I was sharing with him I was well. Actually, spare with me, y'all. It's a lot to say, and I'm trying to get it all out. One of the reasons we have such a hard time saying white supremacy. Some of you listening right now, you kind of probably almost want to turn the show off because it just don't feel right. Number one, a lot of our black brothers and sisters, they feel sorry for whites when we say this. They got a lot of white friends that they really care about. And when when we say the term white supremacy, it's like throwing shade on white people. So that's the first response a lot of black people feel is you're putting them down. You're harming people that some of them are good people. So I remember when my wife and I first started dealing with this brother, uh, Counselor Barry, we didn't want to say the term white supremacy. There wasn't nobody else in the room. It was just me and her. But whenever we would say it, we would say, oh, it sounds weird. So we would say, well, let's just say white suit. So we said white suit for a long, long time. We would just say the term white suit, white suit. <laughs> Ain't that crazy? We wouldn't say white supremacy. We would say white suit. And this is with no whites around. So can you imagine what we would say when whites do come around? We, we cringe. It took me years to be comfortable enough to say the phrase white supremacy around white people. And I think it's a deeper reason than we feel for them. I think deep inside it's cutting something in us because we are white supremacists. 
I believe it. It's, it's just it, it it's just the weirdest thing. You can bring up any sin, any sin. Start talking about racism and watch how people I'm talking about. Just watch people's response. So I bring this show to you tonight, brothers and sisters, the myths of white supremacy and our world's covert ruling religion. Because I believe with every fiber of my being that this is the number, if it ain't number one, it's like the top five reasons a lot of us is thinking less of ourselves. A lot of us don't believe in each other, so-called African Americans, or so-called a lot of dark-skinned people. Um, a lot of you listening that are foreigners, you know, the countries listening to me, be you Israelite or not, you don't have a lot of pride in your country because you've gotten a hold of some white supremacy. You think America is more than what it should be, so you hating on your own country. So, like I say. All you need is a radio or television, some type of communication with the outside world. And you need to listen to, if you listen to anything in the West, it can be entertainment. Or you listen to anything, when I say the West, I'm talking about America or Europe. If you listen, they're going to get you. The white supremacy philosophy is going to get you because it's in almost every commercial. It's in uh, uh, just the way they... When I say they, I'm not just talking about white people, even black people in commercials, the way they, it's just in body language, it's in speech, it's in the way they act, it's, 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 it's America, it's just saturated with this superiority thing, and you will wind up hating your own culture, hating your own, the way you talk, you will prefer and, and aspire to be American. People come over here, they take all kind of crap just to be a medicine, just to be free, they call it. And they don't see the dangers because of this cloud of white supremacy. And uh, folks, bear with me. I'm just, I'm just trying to just go slow right now. We're going to switch gears in a little bit, but I'm just trying to take my time and methodically get through this because people are thinking... Uh, you know, my pastor, again, I mentioned his name a lot tonight, but he's thinking, you know, you blame him too much or, or you know, he'll say how he was raised in the hood and all this, uh, but he also know corporate, how they think in the boardroom, so to speak, as well. And his thing is you talk about this too much, you know, it's, you know what's the solution? And I was telling him, I don't want to talk about the solution to people that don't understand the problem. Because folks are quick to just not want to talk about this, period. Now, they're like, what's, what's the solution? No, do you understand what the problem is? Because you might be a part of the problem. You might need the solution for the problem you think. I mean, think about it. Walk with me, brothers and sisters. Be a little patient with me tonight. Going real slow. A lot of people that don't want to talk about it and say, what's the solution? What does God have to say? That's that's deflecting. 
That's that's no, no. You're the problem. No, really, you're the problem. Not the whole problem, but why don't you want to hear about something that is humongous as racism? That's affecting every tiny aspect of life. Especially if you're a pastor, you're addressing a lot of evils. You're addressing lying, cheating, stealing, whoremongering, and all these sins. Why wouldn't you want to talk about something bigger than all of that or something that's crippling us as as humanity? How, I, I, oh, I can tell you, it just it gets me. But it also confirms to me how serious this topic is and how many brothers and sisters, especially in church, need to be talking about this thing I call white supremacy. And if we flip that coin over, it will say black inferiority. And like I was saying before, many of you never say white supremacy. You don't even live around white people. You don't even ever think a thought like whites are superior. You just say things like blacks are inferior. And if you just sit down, calm down, and listen and think this thought right here, where did you get that from? Why do you call black people a certain name, a nickname? Why do you make jokes about black people? I'm talking about whoever does it. Folks, black inferiority thoughts, stuff spoken that saying blacks is inferior, uh, or actions, body language, all of that has its origins in the philosophy of white supremacy. Think about it. Why did the old world ever think to knock skin color when all of them look the same? It don't make no sense. Why would you knock people with arms and everybody got arms? You never think to say, you know, everybody got arms. So anything we all got, we don't think to say anything about it. Brother Kenwin, please, anything, please, and we're going to take a little short break. Brother Kenwin, are you there? We're going to take a little short break. Just any comments, anything you got? Oh, sorry about that. I was muted. Uh, No, sir, not at this time. Okay, folks. Again, you've tuned into the Five Smooth Stone Network. I'm Brother Seth, and we're just taking our time and just really talking about a conversation I had with Brother Kenneth Johnson, my pastor. He's the pastor well, a refuge, a very good man, very good man, very good family. I wouldn't. I hope I'm not throwing him up on the bus, and I'm just sharing with, and if I am, I don't mean to. I just want to share his response to white supremacy. Uh, and y'all know if he's my pastor, obviously I respect him, but I'm saying if a pastor responds like this, intelligent pastor might I add, how do you think other people respond? How do you think people that are laymen, I'm trying to show y'all some how deep this goes. If an upstanding pastor responds like this, how do you think laymen going to respond? It is not nothing small. So we're going to pick it up a little bit, but I just wanted to just share with y'all something that really, really, really just I mean, brothers and sisters, oh, my God, 
Well, just wait. I'm about to drop a bomb on y'all. Some things that uh, I went through personally uh, that's going to really set the tone here and show y'all just how deep this goes. So we'll be right back, brothers and sisters. We'll be right back. Again, you're tuned to the Five Stone Network. I have one and only brother Kenwin Casper, always from Tyler, Texas. I'm brother Seth, somewhere here in Texas. And we're just talking about this upcoming book that's really going to cause a stir. Uh, not to be controversial, but it's just really going to cause a stir, as you can see. Be right back. From all over the world, people are beginning to come together, to join hands and to give praise to our Lord. From every denomination, we are breaking down the barriers that have kept us apart for so long. Together, we are all members of one body. Because of the blood of Jesus, we have now become the people of God. With our lips, let us sing one confession. With our hearts, hold to one truth alone. Because He has erased our transgression. He's named us and called us His own. His very own. We're the people of God, called by His name, called from the dark and delivered from shame. One holy race, everyone, because of the blood of Christ, Jesus the Son. Thank you for your time tonight for tuning in and listening and trying to get an understanding on this idol worship of whites, uh, so-called white people, this thing we call white supremacy. Uh, thank you for your interest. And uh, many of you have probably have missed a series, uh, 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 one of uh, not one single show on this. And if that's you, thank you. Thank you. Uh, but it's not so much you're doing us a favor, you're doing yourself a favor, because I'm telling you, brothers and sisters, the Father wants us free. He wants us free. And speaking of the past thing, uh, uh, the conversation we had, one, I remember one, one thing I mentioned to him was that the biggest danger of this journey is the Father wants us free. He wants us to think of ourselves not through the lens of white people, or any people He doesn't want us to look at this country Through the eyes of white males 
he want us to think of this country through the eyes of him. If this is indeed Babylon, we have a duty, you know, to do if it's Babylon. He tells us what to do when he scatters into these countries, how we're supposed to behave ourselves. So we define everything on the earth according to Scripture. We define what a good neighborhood, not based upon some report, but according to whatever the Father says. If the Holy Spirit leads you into a particular neighborhood, that's the best neighborhood in the world because the Holy Spirit led you. You know, I didn't do it wasn't a half three million dollar home. Whatever the Holy Spirit the Father reveal about your skin tone or skin color, that's our standard. Not what America says or whites say or anybody. So many of you may still be on the fence on this, but the bottom line, think about what I just said. White supremacy is a philosophy that literally covers your eyes and reinterpret everything for you. And if you succumb to that, you're just going to be white people. You're just going to be what those elite people planned us to be. Whatever they planned us to be by lying and hiding truth, that's what you're going to wind up. And I think it's Satan behind it, really. I think in the end, he's going to curse white people they face and destroy them because it ain't about them. He's after the soul. He's not caring about no color. The Bible talks about it in Ephesians 6, and we read that last week, last show, last week, what we're wrestling against. What we're wrestling against, what we're warring against, who our enemy is. It talks about it, brothers and sisters. Let me go to the phone lines and bring on Brother Kenwin. Brother Kenwin, your line is open. But, uh, Brother Ken, I was just saying last time we talked, I don't know if you was on the show. Actually, I don't think you was, but we talked about Ephesians. You'll like this, I think, I hope. This is the Bible. Uh, Ephesians 6. Ephesians 6. Now, in Ephesians 6, around the 12th verse, I want everybody to hear this. This is something I said last show, and I want to say it again tonight. Again, we're talking about white supremacy and whites defining things for us. Those in power, that is, not the little white guy next door to you. Verse 10 says, finally, my brethren, be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. Okay, right there, stop. People just keep on reading, just jump over that. Do you hear what this man said? Finally, my brethren, be strong in the Lord. In the Lord and in the power of his might. So he's telling you as though this is possible for you to be strong in the Lord and the power of his might. So what is his might? This is going to be stronger than any might you got or I got listener. Verse 11, put on the whole arm of God that you may be able to stand against the wiles of the devil. Now, he just got through saying, oh, here we go, here we go. Okay. 
put on the whole arm of God that you may be able to stand against the wiles of the devil. Now, the wiles of the devil, devil is king. He, the, he's the god of this world because mankind gave him his will. So now he looks up, he's the god of this world. So verse 11 says, put on the whole arm of God. So he's about to tell you, Brother Kenwin, what armor look like. So if we're born again, this is what we look like. This is what we're supposed to be wearing every day. So put on the whole arm of God that you may be able to stand against the wiles of the devil. Verse 12, for we wrestle not against flesh and blood. Okay, this is why I think white supremacy is straight up from Satan, not them. For we wrestle not against flesh and blood. I don't care how it looks. We Our war is not with flesh and blood. But against, here's, here is who we war against. We're warring against principalities. That's deep. We are warring literally against something called principalities. I know what it is, but do you know what it is? Principalities, ranking ranks in the spiritual realm is what it is. Now listen to this. That's that's what we wrestle against right there. That's what we warn against principal. How many times you hear people, brother Kenwin, say, you know, man, these principalities. I was doing another day in the principal. I had to go up against these principalities, man. I tell you, oh man, I get some rest because I was going up against the principal. That is who we wrestle against. It says it, but we wrestle against flesh and blood, but against principalities. And it go it went on to say against powers, against powers. How many times you hear people say, man, I'm telling you, we need to get together because we got some powers to go up against. Man, it is, it is not no joke. Here's another one. Against the rulers, the rulers, the rulers of the darkness. That's deep. That is deep, deep, deep. How many times, and this is rhetorical, Brother Kim, you don't have to answer, but how many times have you heard people say, man, look, me and so-and-so was praying, and we was doing this, and we was doing that, and we come up against the rulers of darkness. And let me tell you what they, what they was trying to say or what they are trying to do. I got in the spirit something about the rulers of darkness. You don't know, never hear nobody talk about no rulers of darkness, but everybody in war, everybody fighting, everybody want to, you know, you know what I'm saying? So, brothers and sisters, again, white supremacy, it was birthed either through principalities, powers, or the rulers of darkness, I believe. Has to be. And then it says, here's a good one. Here's the last one. Against spiritual, this is so deep. My goodness. Spiritual wickedness in high places. Spiritual wickedness in high places. High meaning it's not your average place. This is something, some areas you probably can't go in because it's spiritual. Again, spiritual wickedness in high places. How many times have you heard, Brother Ken, when again it's rhetorical, how many times you hear people say, man, you know, this is deep, man. This spiritual wickedness with battling, man, this is, you may hear it every once in a while, but I'm just saying this is what we're dealing with when we talk about white supremacy. Something is birthed in the earth that's got people split right down the middle, and it empowers one people. 
So much so, we're afraid to even say the term white supremacy. But then it goes on to say, brothers and sisters, in verse 13, Wherefore, take unto you the whole arm of God, that ye may be able to withstand in the evil day, and having done all to stand. Now listen, we're wrapping this up, this verse. But listen to this. Wherefore, take unto you the whole arm of God. It's like saying that's the whole armor, that's it? That's our whole armor right there. Wherefore, take unto you the whole arm of God. Where is marching at? I'm not mocking marching. You do what you can. You fight with what you got. If you don't know about this march, call your senator. But listen to this, though. This is saying, wherefore, take unto you the whole arm of God. Armor of Yah? That's what it's saying. This is the armor of Yah. That ye may be able to stand in the evil day. No doubt this is the evil day. And then this is what gets me right here. And having done all. It's saying if you've done this, you will have done all. There's nothing else to do after the word A-L-L, all. This is it. Having done all to stand. So if you do that, you have done all to stand. And having done all. It don't mention nothing else. It can't say, well, I didn't tell you this. I didn't mention this because I figured you should know it. It just mentions some things and it says, Wherefore, take it to you the whole arm of God, as though that's the arm of God, that you may be able to stand, withstand the evil day, and have he done all to stand. And then verse 14 says, Stand therefore. After you've done that, stand therefore, having your loins girded about with truth. Okay, here we go. Here we go. With how it's gonna look, how it's gonna look, really look now. It talks about who was we're fighting. That's who we're fighting against. Talks about standing against them. Now it's gonna tell you how you look. It says you're gonna be girded about with truth. So when you're going up against these folk, we just re- re- found out who, where the, where the, where the, where the, who's, who's firing at us. We just firing out. We just found out who's firing at us. Who's, who's aiming to take us down? Principalities, powers, the rulers of darkness, spiritual wickedness, high places. Okay, now we're about to find out what we're supposed to be doing. Okay, therefore, having your loins girded about with truth, and then having on the breastplate of righteousness. So it's talking about this righteousness. So some kind of way we're supposed to have righteousness and truth. And then it goes on to say, feet shall with the preparation of the gospel of peace. Now watch this, this is deep. And Brother King, when I'm coming to you, but this gospel of peace, what could that mean? What on earth is that? A gospel of peace. Your feet shod with the preparation of the gospel of peace. And then it goes on to say, above all, now above all means, this is above everything I just said, taking on the shield of faith. So it wants you to have the shield of faith, wherewith ye shall be able to quench all, A-L-L, all fiery darts of the wicked. So it says, above all, of all these things I just said, faith is going to help you quench all the fiery darts. Faith. So it's saying this is a big part of your armor, faith. I know I sound a little corny. Somebody say, oh, yeah, I heard that preacher. Blah, 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 blah. Listen, this is serious. When folks are talking about warfare, spiritual warfare, and they don't mention none of this, I can't take them serious because this is what we're supposed to be dressed up like. Above all, 
taking on the shield of faith wherewith ye shall be able to quench every or all fiery darts of the wicked. Verse 17. And take the helmet of salvation. Okay, so you're going to be saved. Say, where are your salvation? Take the helmet of salvation. And then it says something strange. It says the sword of the Spirit. What on God's green earth is that? Sword of the Spirit, which is the Word of God. So it breaks down what that is. So it definitely wants you to have the Word of God, which is the sword. So we we do know what people that say they have the the sword, the Word of God. We know we do have, we do hear that one. Now, out of everything I just named, heaven and salvation, sword, you got the shield. The thing we hear about is verse 17. People talking about the Word of God, uh, which is the sword. So that's all you hear about people with the sword. So verse 18 goes on and pretty much wraps it up by saying, Praying always, praying always, praying always with all prayer and supplication in the Spirit. <laughs> praying always. How many times you hear people say, you know, and I'm being guilty. I mean, I, folks, I ain't no model Christian. I should be, but I'm, I'm ashamed to say I'm not. But, brother, listen, anybody out here warring with whatever is wicked, they better be saying number 18 is they really, really, really ain't in the race. He's saying praying always with all prayer and supplication in the spirit. <laughs> now, somebody think that means praying in tongues. I don't know about that. I think it just means praying, not according to the natural, but in the spirit. May not even be using you, you, your lips might not even be moving. You're in the spirit and watching. Uh oh, watching. Well, I know some people be watching now. Watching thereunto with all perseverance and supplication for all saints. And he went on to say, "You praying for me too that I may utter." Uh, so, going to say I'm a bastard. That's pretty much it. So my point is, uh, brother Kingwin. Uh, I wanted to read that to you in the saints and everyone listening and those that ain't because this is where Brother Seth is at with this white supremacy. You know, I believe that the powers that be orchestrated this thing. And I think that in order for us to crush it, we're going to have all those things. I said, I've been talking a lot, Brother King, when I'd love for you to jump in there and say something, anything you get out of the scripture reading, anything you get out of the very armor we're not supposed to wear or 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 perhaps the, the those that we're going up against these principalities powers rule of darkness spiritual wickedness any comments please uh yeah yeah i got a i got a comment man as far as the scripture you read i think it's the uh the right scripture to go to to describe the wickedness of this world and what we need to protect ourselves from it, you know, uh, from uh, the my Israelite understanding, uh, there's a lot of good in Paul's letters uh, that we can uh, pull from. And because uh, Paul, even though he's uh, ministering to Gentiles, there's a lot of things that Jews can also receive from what he's uh, saying. There's a lot to be, you know, understood and learned. Um, so, 
uh, with that said, the armor of God is something that we also need to need in fighting with spiritual battles. Uh, yeah, so, uh, but uh, white supremacy in itself, you know, how you described it, I kind of view it differently. Um, but it's not about what, you know, how I view it. I want to see if understanding how you view it. And, uh, and it's, 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 uh, it's, you know, it's new to me on how you're breaking everything down. Um, so I'm just kind of taking it all in. Man. Well, like I say, um, I did make the comment to the pastor, and again, uh, I respect him dearly, and I think he's a man of the most high, and I think that the Father is using him. I don't agree with everything he says or anybody say, really, but I agree enough to, for him to, to, to be a part of that church. So as long as I'm there, I respect him, and I want you all to know that, but I'm just sharing, y'all, if this man have this kind of response, what do you think the average person going to do that's not as learned as he is so and he lives in Compton and knows about the hood and now he's a very doing very well for himself in business so I made this comment to him as well and he said I vehemently disagree I said to him and I'm saying to you listening tonight again thank you for tuning into the Five Zone Network I have to just give a little station ID right quick Folks, if you're listening on the Internet and you want to get a part in on this, remember, you got to call the phone number. you got to call us if you want to get in on this. Um, and that phone number is 914-205-5590. One more time, 914-205-5590. Call us if you want to get in here and comment or ask a question. If you're in the chat room, just, just go ahead and chat, and, I'll, and I'm, I'm monitoring the chat room. I'll get that question out to everybody. But I said to him, uh, Brother Kenneth, I believe if you're born in America, you never leave America. You never venture out to learn about other forms of education. And you get all of your education from America, from middle school, high school, college, everything. You get everything from America. And you never really examine how other cultures think, what they think of the very con- very education you got. Because, you know, when you get these degrees, they're teaching about all kinds of things. If you don't hear from different perspectives, how can you not be, how can you say you haven't been taught by white people, white men, the white male? And if you're taught by the white male, and he is acting out white supremacy by not sharing with you truth, how can you say you're not acting out the same thing? So I said that. He said to be him disagreed, and I made another comment about white education. He said, so no, what do you mean? He said, what's a white education, man? He we kind of was kind of really going there. He got pretty emotional. And I said, a white education, for instance, I talked about this place where we was at. I said, you see how big this place is? Now, a white education is your instructor, your professor, only talking about it, and I pointed just a fraction of this wall we was looking at. See, see right there, just that little part of the wall right there? 
Suppose your professor only teach you about that little wall right there, and look how big this room is that he's missing. That is what they do at these universities. They're only teaching us a little bit of world history, and they're only teaching us what white people are doing. They're only teaching us what white people are achieving. They're only teaching us about landmarks and inventions and innovative ideas in white, you know. I say that. That's horrible. He said, oh, yeah, I see what you're saying. So I see what you're saying. See, he got it, but I made it like that. And then I said, well, look at the area of religion. If you get all of your education from America on religion, you're going to think Jesus or Yeshua or Yahawashah was a white man. You're going to think the Israelites were white. And that's not the truth. If you're getting all of your education from America, that's horrible. That's going to affect how you look at yourself, how you look at God, because that's, that's a lie. And he got that. He understood that. He was kind of coming around. And then he said, but, yeah, but how does it affect the the, uh, the uh, area of life I work in? Now, he works in the insurance industry, and he also is a accountant. I don't think he's a CPA, but he's an accountant. And uh, he was saying, well, how does, you said a white education, how does that affect what I do? I said, well, the way it affects what you do when you go to school to, to learn to be an accountant or CPA or whatever, I said to go to school. I said when you go to school, you're taught economics, and in the back of your mind, because they won't tell you economics started in the motherland, and this particular way of looking at cost theory or whatever y'all studying, tax whatever, they're not going to tell you what kind of what birthed this whole economic apparatus. You know, they're not going to tell you that Africa is was the greatest economic civilization on the first economic this or the first economic that. They're just going to teach you economics and it's going to be uh, it's going to be solid. It's going to be it's going to be it's going to be something you can't refute. It's going to you know, uh, it's, it's economics is serious. And so he was saying, because yeah, it's, these mad, you know, this is all technology. He was saying, what did he say? He was saying, because they can't lie. In other words, you know, this particular knowledge it can't falter. I say, no, they're telling the truth about how this will work and that'll work economically speaking, but they're not telling you that African minds came up with it first. And if they don't tell you that, uh, Brother Kenneth, you're going to assume that a lot of these theories and the way they look at this, that, and the other is by white males. So you're going to ascribe credit or you're going to give credit where credit may not be necessarily due. And that's what they do within these economic classes. They teach you all of these things about cost accounting, accounting, this, that, and the other, tax accounting. And they never tell you what black people did to contribute to this art or to this, uh, not art, but to this this topic, to this subject. And what happens is when the top, when the subject, when when you're done with school, subconsciously you think that was all white people. That's what I mean by giving you a white education. He shook his head like he got that. So that's what I'm saying tonight, brothers and sisters. This is very, very, very serious. Uh, uh, Father, when us free, if you don't understand anything I've said on this show tonight, just focus on what I'm about to say now. The Father wants us to be owned by him. 
He wants us to look at ourselves and value ourselves based upon what he say we are. He wants us to look at our minds in, 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 in the way whites look at white minds and our minds the way he see it. How does he see a white man mind? And if the white man is just sharper than you, and every time y'all take a test, he scores better, we want the father's perspective on why that is, not what the white man say. He may be smarter than you, but why? Because the father may say, well, yeah, that's true, he's smarter than you, but that's because he was raised in this environment, and you was raised over here, you had to worry about your life, and he was free and had more security. And, and the, see, the father going to know the whole story about us and why we do what we do. So we don't trust whites. We don't trust psychology. We don't trust nothing this white man got to teach us why we do what we do. We go with the scriptures. So a lot of us say, well, you know what, brother said, you say you want to say, well, a lot of these white people are much smarter than we are. Yeah, but why? 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 Well, you say you want to say, but America is, does have a better education, da 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 Well, why? If it does, why? How? Are you aware that America... Uh, uh, one of the things our country do is it goes all over the world, and when they see a bright mind in Nigeria or a bright mind in the Congo, they court these young people. You know, bring them to our country and, and, and treat them like royalty, pay for this, pay for that, just so they can go to school here. So we pretty much go and in, 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 in flirt, court the brightest minds of our time. Yes, we do. Yes, we do. Yes, we do. We go and get the brightest minds of our time, and we court them and set them up in America so they can be doctors for for so-called white people, or for America, I should say. So if America does that, they go around the world grabbing the brightest minds, Brother Kenwin, and the brightest doctors and the brightest lawyers and the brightest architects and the brightest uh, engineers out of India, you know, they get a lot of engineers and doctors out of India, and they're going around the world like some big vacuum, vacuuming all the brightest minds. Why wouldn't it be number one? So I'm not lying when I say, you know, you know, America not necessarily number one. In one way, it could be number one in terms of it's got all these smart minds. But when I say it's not number one, I mean morally speaking. Because even that right there to go and grab these young people out of those other countries, this, this, that's not quite innocent because you're actually impoverishing these countries by grabbing their brightest minds. What you should do is grab their brightest minds. If you want to educate them on your way and then send them back, let them learn the other way, their way, then you've done them a favor because you're enhancing their country by exposing them with a little bit you know, different type of education we have over here and send them right back home. But no, we keep them over here and use them to promote this giant empire. That's bloody. I don't care what nobody say. Even though nobody died, somebody probably will die in that that doctor's brain is not there, one less smart Indian. And uh, he could have probably saved somebody. Anyway, my point is, this is why I say we're not number one, because of behaviors like that where we go in and rape and take and, and, and 
smiling. Of course, we're doing all this with a smile. So, Brother Kim, I'm saying a lot here. Any comments before I uh, make my final uh, push here? Uh, no, man, just uh, no comments, no comments. Well, uh, brother, I just want to get the elephant out of the room because I'm just going to, you know, I'm a straight shooter, brother Kim. We, we can't play around you and I. We, we have a relationship. I want to just say this to you online, publicly to everybody. If I say anything to offend you, I don't mean no harm, brother. I really don't. I'm trying my best to please this most high. By me having this blog, it don't mean anybody that I'm smarter than Brother Ken with. You know, I, you know, I have a tendency to talk a lot, but he's got the mic. He can talk up any time he wants to. But I hope I didn't offend you by anything I said previously. I really do. I, you know, I really do. Just know that. Um, All right. But the final thing I just wanted to say was, uh, folks, like I told the pastor, the father wants free. And what's going to happen is in some cases, and this is going to be addressed in the book also, towards the chapters that's talking about the solution. It will be towards the last two chapters. The way we can rid ourselves of white supremacy, the best way is to follow the Ruach HaKadosh. Uh, what I mean by that is the Holy Spirit. We have to listen, get in that quiet place, seek the most high. Again, it goes back to those two two, two laws. Uh, the scripture says, on this hang all the laws, and I agree. Love the Lord thy God with all our heart, soul, mind, strength. And love thy neighbor thyself. Brother, if you do that, sister, if you do that, that means you're going to be spending quiet time with the Father. And he's going to bring up a lot of the sick stuff we're doing. Sick, sick mindset we have worshiping these people pretty much. He's going to show you sick, sick things, how you look at certain things. Last week we talked about something really, 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 really horrible. And that was white supremacy and sexuality, the Holy Spirit is going to show you how you're looking at these people is not right, how you look at yourself is not right. It's going to say, you know, you're looking at too much programming. It may not say you come out and say you're looking at too many TV programs. It may not say it like that, but you'll find that the Holy Spirit will be giving you something to do when you normally would be doing this over here. It will give you something to do. Like, for instance, if you're looking at too much TV and you follow the Holy Spirit, you may all of a sudden think to do something else around that time. Or you may get some new commitment or maybe, you know, he'll, he has his ways uh, of revealing wickedness. And what we're supposed to do is acknowledge it, repent, and, and, and go the opposite way. And I think this is why our nation is not totally sucked in by these people because some of us do follow this Ruach HaKadosh and this is, so this is how these people are not able to rule over us because we're following the Holy Spirit alright that's the number one number one weapon number one weapon because the Holy Spirit is smart enough to not only free you but free you in such a way when you talk to others they'll get free too as far as white supremacy in our behavior. So that's the number one solution against this idolatry, this religion, 
this systemic rules or systemic lies of white supremacy. That's number one. I can't top the Holy Spirit. This is this is the spirit that's going to be refilling the will of the Father, and it's gonna nothing can top it. You're not going to be a white supremacist if you follow the Holy Spirit. In the story, that's why a lot of our older black people. And I'm sure there's some older white people that's probably fits in this too. But it's a lot of our older white people. They didn't know a whole lot about white supremacy, this, that, and the other. But they knew there's something they didn't participate in. A lot of them didn't watch a whole lot of TV. So they didn't see a whole lot of worshiping of this white male like a lot of our sisters today that's saturated with that crap because they look at all this TV. And the Holy Spirit's going to pull you away from that TV, and you won't be sitting there looking at white white heroes running up and down the screen fantasizing about them subconsciously because the Holy Spirit's going to have you doing some things where you're going to be looking, you'll find yourself looking at people outside of this country doing great things just like they do in this country. And you'll find yourself in India seeing great things of what Indian men and women are doing and, and the way they look at you know, uh, technology. You'll be looking at great things they're doing in, 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 in uh, Zimbabwe, you know, innovative things they're doing. You begin to look at, you know, great things. You begin to hear great things about melanin and dark skin. The Holy Spirit leads you to certain programs and shows and people that have insight on melanin and the richness of it and what it means and what it, how it uh, works with the sun. It don't protect you from the sun. That's a white man's per- perception. Melanin protects you from the sun. It's not a protection thing. It works with the sun. It's, it's, it's like it's like does 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 dark dirt protect the ground? No, dark dirt work with the sun. Why do we think dark skin is protecting us from the sun? Dark skin is dark earth. It's doing the same thing to the skin that it's doing to the earth. Why do we feel like it's protecting us from the sun? That's because white people is defining that, and they, they're they the ones that need protection from the sun because they don't have melanin. So that's their lingo saying it protects me. Then we go to saying the same thing. You see what I mean, brothers and sisters? But the Holy Spirit will give you knowledge about how melanin works with the sun. I'm telling you what I know. He'll he will set us free from white supremacy. The Holy Spirit will. The Holy Spirit will. I believe with every fiber of my being. That's the best thing. But if let's just say you don't believe in the Holy Spirit or you don't maybe you're not a believer or maybe you know you're not down with the Bible or whatever. Okay. The next best thing is not going to be as good as the Holy Spirit, but the next best thing is just start to live your life outside of America. You can live outside of America and still have your physical body in America. Just turn off the TV. Turn off Fox News, CNN, all these white folks talking. And listen to some other people talk, not to hate on whites. I'm just saying turn them off. Why you got to listen to them tell you anything about anything? Listen to other people in other countries and be careful Listen to big news stations in Australia, big news station in India, big news station in Nigeria, big news station in Zimbabwe because they're ran by the same white supremacist network. So don't listen to CNN, 
countries break away out of this mold of white supremacy. You know, listen to people that hate this country. I don't mean they want to kill folks, but they just hate the West, Western thought. Listen to capitalists, uh, communists. Listen to all types of people. Why is communism such a bad word? These are human beings, you know, they probably, I don't know, big and strong. I don't know how many communists in the world, probably not a billion, but I'm just saying, why not listen to communists? Communists is just another form of government. It's just another form of government. It works if, if people, you know, are honest. And, you know, it can work. Communism can work. Sure it can. Why do you think it, ain't, it can't work? It's just a form of government. A dictator can work. God's empire, brothers and sisters, and I'm wrapping up here, Brother Kenwin, God's empire is more of a dictator. He don't have no democracy. Pretty much he say something, and it's, it's carried out. It's more like a dictator. So again, the Holy Spirit, can, I mean, uh, uh, if you don't want to go with the Holy Spirit, you're trying to break away from white supremacy, that's an, that's an idea. That's an idea. Again, listen to dissonant voices, uh, all types of podcasts overseas, all types of uh, just go on the Internet, brothers, and just type in a country and just start. You know, Nigeria is a good one because a lot of Nigerians speak English Sierra Leone, same thing. Uh, English, just just type in English-speaking Africans and try to subscribe to their YouTube channel and and just try to listen to voices other than white folks in everything. This is another way you can break out of white supremacy. I'm telling you, I'm telling you, I'm telling you, the Father set me free. Now I'm still, I still call myself, I'm not totally free, free where I don't have none inside of me. People think because I love white people, I got some type of no, no, no. I ain't on no sick, sickness. I'm not. I'm not on no, no, no Uncle Tommy mess. My love is the same love the Father has for them. It's this. It's the same. And once you get rid of white supremacy, you can see you can love them. I think one reason people hate is because they. They think they're better. They actually think they got something they ain't got, and they mad at them. It's really a jealousy. I think a lot of people are jealous and not so much hate. Folks, I just found out we have 90 seconds before this show um, knocks off those of you that's listening through the online uh, applications. Uh, so you have to call the show at this point in order to listen to the rest of the show. We're wrapping up, though, so uh, you're probably not going to miss much because we're wrapping up, but we will go over just a little Again, brothers and sisters, the number one way to rid yourself of the lies, the myths, the white supremacy is listen to the Holy Spirit. But you're not going to listen to the Holy Spirit unless you spend that quality time getting quiet before the Most High, um, uh, uh, taking time out of your day and just seeking seek Him just by being quiet. You know, it's okay to pray and petition Him, but get quiet. Shut up. Shut up. Go somewhere and sit up and just shut up and listen to his voice. And, uh, and, and it would help to fast, uh, uh, be given to fast and fast as much as you can. And, and ask him to rid you of this germ because you'll never be whole. I know you want to be whole. You don't want folks to own you. All your.
ought to be whole to where he really can use us and we don't own they don't own us in no way. It takes the Holy Spirit. Second, I would do this regardless if you think you're in the Holy Spirit or not, if you're really hearing him or not, I would still do this. Listen to dissonant voices. Start entertaining yourself with something other than white folks. Get white folks out of your house. That may sound unkind, but what I mean is we've been listening to them all our life. I think they shouldn't be offended by me saying that. We've listened. We've trusted. We've tried to emulate you guys. We've tried to follow you guys. We love you guys. Obviously, some of us have sick love for you. Some of us will hurt our own just to make you feel good. So, okay, we don't, we don't, we, you've owned us long enough. You've owned our minds long enough. And by the way, You've owned your minds long enough. You can seek the same freedom that I just put out there. It was really for everybody, not just black folks. White people need to need to really shut down white people and go listen to some other people. You've been dictating and ruling for a very long time. Thank you, thank you. You were very successful in doing what you did. Okay, now why don't you go in and listen and see what this earth really, really, really is all about by listening to other folk, other perspectives. Go listen how they think of everything. Shut up. Quit listening to, and I don't mean no harm when I say shut up. I know you don't normally tell grown-ups that, but what I mean is stop listening to people that look like you. You can't live your whole life and control everything from the, you know, to your grave. Listen to some of the bright minds of the Father have your only 9% or 10% of the world's population wouldn't you like to know what the other ninety think? Well, no, not really, because they, they, oh, come on, don't have that white supremacy. These people are born again just like some of y'all born again. Why wouldn't you want to listen to your brother and sister across the other side of the world? It will deliver you. It will, I guarantee you, make you free. Brother Kenwin, final words, last words, please, and we'll wrap up the show, brother. All right, thank you for having me on the show, man. Um, there were some key points that was very enlightening. Uh, yeah, just, uh, yeah, that white supremacy, it's, yeah, it's definitely a giant. Uh, it's going to take some heavy time to break through, uh, that. And, uh, uh, thank you for having me on the show, man. Shalom. Well, I appreciate you, brother, and thank you for being on the show and your contribution tonight. All right. So that was brother. All right, brother Kenwin. Right, well, that was brother Kenwin all the way from Tyler, Texas, and I really appreciate that, brother. I hope he knows that. Appreciate his contribution. Appreciate him being on with me every Sunday. I know it's not easy. I know I'm saying some things that, trust me, when I first heard it, I fought most of this. Y'all just don't know. Father gave me this one. Father gave me this one year, and I probably didn't accept it till like four or five years later. Can you imagine? I fought against this message, y'all. It's just so offensive to a lot of people. Well, take that back. I fought against leprosy. Leprosy was a hard one for me. But I think white supremacy, because, you know, we have five topics, and this is, I just named two of them. But this was hard for me, y'all. It was hard. It's hard to, 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 to love. It was hard, hard, hard. Many years went into this. I'm over 60 years old. 
I've been talking about this since 30 years. This ain't been easy. I may be saying it like it's easy. It ain't easy. And I ain't no wuss. I ain't no Uncle Tommen. I ain't trying to, uh, you know, I'm just trying to love all people. I'm trying to walk in the spirit, uh, after the identity in my spirit. I recognize who I am in the flesh, but I recognize moving forward that gets me nowhere with the Most High as far as just the flesh by itself because there was a whole purpose. If Israel did not please the Father and he needed to send a Savior and he sent the Savior, why am I going to go back to be Israel before he sent the Savior? There was a reason he sent the Savior. Otherwise, if they were just good without the Savior, why does Christ even come? So I try, I'm trying my best to embrace the new identity Christ has come to make for us and to really bring our people first into this awakening and then to the Gentile also. Again, Israelites in the diaspora, I hope this was a blessing to you as well as those of us here in the States. And... Um, Love every single one of you, as I say so often, and there is nothing you can do about it. Folks, remember, tomorrow is current events. We have the Israelites panel. Brother Kenwin hopefully will be with us, among other voices. Uh, will be fun, exciting, funny, most important, enlightening, as we try to get the Father's wisdom on current events. Good night. Together with your bond of unity, cause your word says we are brothers. Let us be one, Lord, even as you and my father are one, so the Lord, may your glory be.